0: On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with Jay Took of the Steel Woods. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieads.com, J-A-M-I-E-A-D-S dot You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dia Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. A podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 24, Texas. Follow me on Instagram at unreasonabledoubtwv. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. You get on Facebook sometimes and you see, oh, eight years ago, I made a comment about a TV show that just looking at the comment, I don't know what TV show I was commenting on. The podcast page on Facebook is not that old, so and I won't share those with you. But still, check it out. Find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. Emails can be sent to me at unreasonabledoubtwv at com. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. West Virginia was without Sagabakkanate, (laughs) have you heard this before West Virginia was without Beetle Bolden and West Virginia loses 75-53 West Virginia was down 6 at the half but Texas two of their best players were in foul trouble and sat most of the first half guess what happened in the second half let me just read, because they scored a lot of points in the second half. Texas did. West Virginia did not score nearly as many. Let me give you not the free throws, but let me give you the order of field goals that Texas had in the second half. You ready for this? Are you sitting down? Dunk. Three. Dunk. Layup. 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 Three, layup, three, dunk, 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 layup, dunk, layup, layup. Those, <laughs> that's how Texas scored a majority of their po- of their points second half. Three threes, and the rest. <laughs> The rest of the made field goals were either dunks or layups. Now, what does that mean to you? I, I'm, that's a rhetorical question. I don't, ha- I don't have an answer. I mean, I know I have a feeling of what that means to me. And I don't want to say it out loud. For my sake, for your sake... Call it denial, call it whatever you want. But that list of baskets in the second half for Texas is, is pretty bad. There's there, It's not good. What good can we take out of this game? Derek Culver, and I know Huggins keeps saying he doesn't know what he's doing, and he is and and Culver does look like he's going a million miles an hour, but some of the passes he made in this game, if they're going to throw three people at Culver because they're scared of Culver, and they should be, and Culver is going to do behind-the-back passes and quick passes for easy shots, which this team desperately needs, and then next year he knows what he's doing a little bit more. <laughs> and he doesn't and he doesn't leave this team. <laughs> I mean, anything is possible. I don't imagine I'm not reading anything that Culver wants to get out of here. But if he stays and and when you try to take positive things from a blowout at home against a team with 10 losses. Culver is going to be great. And I hope he stays in Morgantown. We didn't turn the ball over 26 times. So that was different than the last game. And good. But to put in perspective... These last two games where West Virginia lost by over 30 to Texas Tech and lost by 22 at home against Texas. This is unprecedented territory in the Bob Huggins era. Bob Huggins has had a losing season with West Virginia. But when you go through the game log... Of that season, you don't see a loss by 31 and a loss by 22 back-to-back with one of those games at home. You don't see it. I mean, it's not there. And that was his worst season in Morgantown. So then, then you look back. Okay, so in the first year of Press Virginia... They lost by 19 at Oklahoma and then came home and lost to Baylor by 18. Now, not in the same territory as these two games. Then you go back to 13-14. This is the year after the losing season. It was barely a winning season. They had a stretch where they lost at Texas by 17 Lost to Baylor at home by 13 and then went to Iowa State and lost by 17. That's a bad stretch, right? These two games are worse. And they go to Kansas next week. (laughs) This is this is out of the ordinary. Now, another thing as I keep analyzing this, the other thing's out of the ordinary is that West Virginia's, you could argue, two best players. And Culver, he keeps getting better. And I, then I have to stop saying this. But two best players not playing. And that's unprecedented. The amount of bad luck to have multiple players. Now, Kanate's been injured long time now. Beatles has been out for just a few games. Three games? Feels like longer. But that's bad luck. And if you remember the last time West Virginia's had two of their best players out with injury for longer than a couple of games, let me know. Because I can't remember the last time that happened. So, okay. Lost by 31, lost by 22. You go to b now check, I'm not I'm going to tell you the stretch they had and then tell you which season this was. One season in the B Line area era, they lost to Marshall at the Civic Center and it doesn't matter how many points they lost the Marshall. That's a bad loss. They lost at Boston College by 20, at Notre Dame by 13. That team was the Elite 8 team. That team beat a Chris Paul Wake Forest team and was up big against Louisville in the Elite Eight game. And still, not as bad of a stretch as nothing started with the two there. You got to go back. Here's the closest, and again, this is this may not be comparable. You go to the Catlett season, his last year, the Jonathan Hargit year. West Virginia was in a tournament. They lost a, uh, like the mid-season tournament or early-season tournament. They lost to Valparaiso by 19. They lost to Pepperdine, the Waves of Pepperdine, by 32. That happened. And then they lost in Madison Square Garden to St. John's by 19. Now, all three of those games were road games. But... It's a historically bad streak if you say, as one of the losses, lose to Pepperdine by 32. <laughs> so, that's almost 20 years ago now. And I didn't go back that farther because it's, it's deeply depressing what's going on. I listened to Huggins in the post-game comments with Caridi. And he said his dad was in the building and took a long pause and said, I'm embarrassed. I'm paraphrasing here. But, like, here's how bad this, here's how bad West Virginia season is. I tried to give, like, historical perspective. Here's some in the moment perspective ESPN and they do not have the 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 top line announcers for WVU games because why would you have that and no offense to the guys calling the game it's not first choice hey we got to get our best people out to Morgantown so they got these guys and here's what they're doing multiple times during the game there the camera guy is or woman is is showing the camera at a toddler that's eating something and that's cute, right? And but the commentary of the shot of the kid they're saying here again I'm paraphrasing I'm not saying exactly but they're like, "Hey, look at that kid. <laughs> She's having a snack." and she's having a good time and it looks like her grandparents are with her and i'm guessing it looks like it's it's uh parents night out so parents if you're watching this game the grandparents they're doing a pretty good job and the and your kids in good shape and man she just she just ate that snack huh <laughs> like i'm not kidding That happened during a broadcast of a basketball game. And not at the dinner table at a family birthday party. Or, I mean, and why are they talking about that? Because they can't talk about West Virginia. And the first time they did it, the game was not out of hand. The second time they did it, the game was out of hand and they didn't say anything different. And the kid wasn't eating this time. I think she just got like a drink of water. It's like, oh, there's that kid again. And well, parents, you're still in good shape. And the grandparents, they got them taken care of. And they don't know if they're the grandparents or not. They don't know anything. But what they do know is this, is when the basketball is not being played and they have to fill time, they're not going to talk about West Virginia. They're going to talk about a toddler eating a pretzel. It's no offense to the child, but that's not interesting. So ESPN is, is grasping at straws. They're putting West Virginia on ESPN2 so it's not ESPN but it's close and the decisions they're making is how do we get people to keep watching this pan in on a child that's where we're at for the 2018-19 season woo <laughs> Random thoughts coming up. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. They're home to the true discount deal. We know this. You go in a Woody's Goodies store, you're going to be in a building filled with discount deals. You also should know that every time you go into Woody's Goodies, the store is going to be different. Inventory is changing all the time. They're bringing new stuff in. Really cool stuff is going out the door. Why? Because it's awesome and it's at a discount price. When you see something on their Facebook page, and if you're not liking the Facebook page and checking it out, then here's what you're missing. You're missing what's going to be in the store the next day. And if there's something great, it's not going to be there if you show up an hour before close. You need to get there ASAP. So check out the Facebook page and go in to your local Woody's Goodies store. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt? Huggins keeps using the word embarrassing... In his post-game press conferences. I thought I'd share some embarrassing stories. Do you have an embarrassing story? Send me an email. Unreasonabledownwv at gmail.com I'll read your embarrassing story email on this podcast. And that won't be embarrassing. Multiple times in my life. I have read. Ran down the down a sidewalk and fell. <laughs> I've done it as a child. I've done it as an adult. There is a period in my life as a young adult where one of the funniest things I could think of and one of my friends did it the best but just all of a sudden start running. And in the late 90s, early aughts, baggy jeans were in fashion. Everything's so form-fitting these days. We really went away from the baggy look. But there was a baggy period, and that, when you're running in baggy jeans, and they're, and they're kind of loose on the waist, that does not help you Stay upright. <laughs> so, one particular time I can remember running down a sidewalk in Charleston, West Virginia, downtown. I did, it's almost like I planned it, my fall. I was running very fast for about seven seconds, tripped on my sagging jeans, did a barrel roll, landed it. So I was on the ground for less than half a second and sprung back up. Now, if I did that as a 38-year-old, well, I did that. And I talked about it in the last season of Unreasonable Doubt. I was I was jogging for my health, ran, and I just fell down. <laughs> like a sad man in the dark. And I didn't have baggy jeans on. I had athletic shorts on. And... I just dusted myself off and started running again and bled from my knee <laughs> but as a young as a young man, I would just barrel roll out of it and and end up back on my feet but that is embarrassing. another thing is embarrassing as, as an adult sweating when you're public speaking <laughs> I've been I've been lots of different weights. We all have. Uh, well, most of us have. There are some people on this earth that stay within a 5 pound weight range the majority of their life. My weight range is more like 80 pounds as an adult. That's the range. So on the high end of that range, I was Uh, professionally speaking, in a conference room, standing up in front of an audience of probably 15. And again, I'm on the high end of my uh, weight range. And it was in the summer, and I had a suit on. Now, I knew I was sweating in public. You just know And there's no getting around that. And I'm not a man that's ever owned a handkerchief. If I had a handkerchief, I'd have that bad boy out immediately and would not be embarrassed to use the cloth handkerchief to wipe my brow. But sans handkerchief, (laughs) I am sweating in front of this group of strangers doing a presentation. So much so that somebody, because I was the farthest away from a door that you could be in this conference room, somebody slipped out of the meeting, got a box of Kleenex tissues, came back into the room, and while I was speaking, dropped the tissue box on the table in front of me. Now that person was coming from a place of being nice but also and I needed I needed something because apparently I I was very unhealthy so that person was nice but also that was very embarrassing and I didn't like it <laughs> Uh the third uh, in a trio of embarrassing stories one time when I was a a adolescent uh I was going out with my friends to see a movie and uh this was at a time in my life where I could grow hair and so it wasn't the longest hair uh style that I've had but it was it was longer than I can achieve now it was I didn't it was kind of messed up and and so I, I wasn't going to take a shower before I left so I went into the family uh, bathroom cabinet and got out what looked like a a water spray bottle. You know, like a spray bottle. You, You spray some water on your hair and run a comb through it or whatever. Okay, so I did that. And then I went to the movies. And nobody said anything because the movie theater is dark, right? Coming out of the theater, some reason I I think my head was itching. I scratched my head and felt and looked at my fingers and there was like an oily residue. And so in fact, it was not a water bottle that I used (laughs) from the bathroom cabinet. It was in fact uh, a spray bottle that had some kind of sunbathing oil used for uh, the, the females in my household that they would take with them to go to the tanning bed. Do people still go to tanning beds? Anyways, that was a thing and apparently you brought your own tanning oil. I sprayed tanning oil in my hair and didn't know it. Didn't know it as I was doing it couldn't tell that it was way heavier than a water bottle <laughs> and that wasn't embarrassing because it was a movie at night and nobody nobody said anything to me or even days later didn't say anything to me but it was just embarrassing to me so has nothing to do with basketball Nothing to do with anything. Just wanted to share some embarrassing stories. Share yours. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. Final thoughts coming up. I won't read your name. I'll just read your embarrassing story. Final thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt Full Service Graphic Shop. They are a family owned, veteran owned, full service graphic shop. Custom design on every job they work on. Full service graphic shop. And right now, they're running a great deal. Work with them on a design. No design fees. No screen fees. Pick a color. Any color of the rainbow, not on the rainbow. 50. Color. Custom shirts. $300. With your sweet design. Maybe you want the classic white t-shirt. 50 of those $275. Full service graphic shop. Call or text them to find out more about this sweet 50 shirt deal. 304-767-4445. Dyerprime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Full service graphic shop. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Here's a fun fact you can share with somebody at your next social gathering. Christian Bell spelled backwards, is Elon Musk. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor.fm, Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public. Pocket Casts, Cast Box. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Leave a review wherever you listen. Rate the podcast five stars wherever you listen. I don't do this all the time. Tell somebody about this podcast. Tell them it's bad. Tell them it's good. Just tell somebody about this podcast so we can go from hundreds to thousands Truth be told, I think some of my hundreds are robots. It's a long story. The next game for WVU is next Saturday. So one week off from basketball. Not the worst thing in the world. Next Saturday, 4 p.m. at Kansas. I have a feeling about that game. And I'm going to do a podcast after that game. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2018-19 season, 10 wins, 14 losses.